What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of the Antler Up podcast, and we are on episode 62. And uh, on this episode, Dimitri and I really just dive into talking about our brand new Prime Nexus 4 bows and some other hunting topics. The other night, the two of us got together an evening and to work on some bow stuff and decided to just hit record and whatever came up, we chatted about. So we discussed our initial thoughts of the bow to having them fully set up from our buddies down at Miller's uh, Gun Club down at our or gun shop down in Mill, uh, Mill Hall, Pennsylvania. So with the, our accessories and some other topics that we jump into, uh, we found this one just to be nice and laid back. You know, we really like this one and, and enjoy it. And as always, thank you so much for all your support and enjoy the episode. So till next time. Antler up. And before we get into the episode, I want to thank our partners over at Onyx. And Onyx hunting app is the number one hunting app that you can download. And one of my favorite features that we use is being able to simply name and use different colors uh, for your waypoints. And the color feature is something that I have done for the last couple of years and will continue to do moving forward. The way I use it is by picking one single color for that year. For example, this upcoming season, all my waypoints are going to be marked in yellow. And last year I used blue. So that way it makes it so much easier to keep track of all the waypoints I'm looking for to go to or even to share. And also don't forget when you sign up with an elite membership, go uh, check that out because because you get exclusive member benefits from Top Rut, Exo Mountain Gear, Vortex, and much, much more. So go download the number one hunting app over at onxmaps.com. Would also like to thank our partners over at Tether. And this past season, I hunted exclusively out of the Phantom Saddle and was extremely happy with overall my whole setup. And if you're looking to try a saddle out, then I highly encourage you to check out Tethered's Teach and Train Tour that they have this spring and also this summer. I'm hosting one myself in the Philadelphia area at Cloverleaf Archery Club, May 15th. So check that out over at TetherNation.com. And last but not least, before we get into the episode, I want to thank our partners over at Shea Butler Knives. And Shea makes those custom everyday carry knives from the Ranger to the Whitetail uh, hunting knives and as as well as the uh, Rhino, which is something uh, that I got a chance to use today as we're uh, going out scouting, walking around for a little bit. So Shea's creativity, high quality materials and functional but unique designs coupled with his precise leather work makes these products that will last a lifetime. Great person, great products. Uh, check them out over at shadebutlerknives.com. Again, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for all the support. And until next time, Antler Up. All right. Well, we're uh, <laughs> we're live with another episode of the Antler Up podcast. And today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, our brand new Prime Nexus 4 bow setup this year. Yep, just got them at the shop the other day. So, yeah, we just picked them up from Miller's. Um, we got them a couple weeks ago, and we're just seeing uh, what direction we really wanted to go with for some accessories. And once we figured some things out, we brought them down to Miller's and had Bryce and John Michael work on them and uh, set them up. And we have some custom, I think, pretty sweet strings on them. Oh, man, they're awesome. I remember when you sent me the picture of them. I mean, I hate the copycat, but I, <laughs> I said I got to get the same one. So they're pretty sweet, and I love love it every minute. Every time I look at my bow, I'm sitting here looking at it right now as we're recording, and uh, things of beauty. Yeah, no, and and I know we you know we could sound like Homer's talking about ABB, but uh, 
just a color, just go like you throw the brand out, out the window and just a color scheme that I think, uh, I don't know. I like them. I the the orange and the tan and the sand color and the brown. It just makes a pop. And with the grizzly brown too for the uh, prime bow is just I don't know. I know I didn't get a grizzly brown. That was the the color I went with last year. Uh, it's a sweet looking color. And I it's funny because no matter who you talk to, everybody always says prime has the best finish. Yeah, I know for it's, bows. It's really nice. I, when I pulled it out of the box, I was really impressed. Uh, this is my first prime this year, and uh, I just really like it. I went with the grizzly brown with black limbs, and uh, like we said, uh, ABB really uh, high yeah. quality strings. And and Bryant with America's Best Bow String is is awesome. You know, every time we have a question or or we shoot him a, a message, he gets right back to us and. I told him the other day that he's a wizard with the strings. Is you you kind of give him an idea of, of what you want, and he, he really hammers it home with something that really going to stand out and look really good with your color scheme. No, that's funny because that's exactly what it was for me. I called him and said, all right, I have the new Army Green. If you have a chance to look at it, and I want, I want the bow to pop. I wanted to have – I don't know. I just wanted it to know, like, that's my bow. You know what I mean? Someone saw it like, oh yeah, that's that's Jeremy's bow, basically. But no, loving the strings, and we um, have the same rest. We're going with a Hamski Hybrid Hunter. It's just that's what I had last year. I love first limb driven for me, and uh, I know you you were using them before, but um, I don't know. I I mean, I guess a rest is a rest for some people. You know, for I guess your average hunter or archer, but. You know, obviously those that tinker more in detail could really tell the difference of things but tunability wise it, it was super easy i know john michael said that what he said one shot for each yep one shot sent you the picture yeah i mean bolt holes out, out of it right away so that's pretty cool but yeah i'm i'm thoroughly impressed i thought what was pretty neat was the day that i got it delivered it was cold and i brought it upstairs because we were home from school that day it was a monday and I ran it upstairs and I said to, to Heather, I said, look, I said, just first off, she goes, wow, like it's impressive looking mm -hmm. bow. And I said, well, touch the the riser. And she did. It was, she goes, well, it's freezing. I said, mm -hmm. yeah, touch the, the grip and the grip was warm. And, uh, you know, that's that new nano grip technology that they're using from NASA that, you know, Casey talked about on our podcast a couple months ago and stuff. And it's weird. It's not like a warm to touch. It just stays warm. Yeah, I would agree. And I also like how slim it is. Mm -hmm. You know, when you talk about putting something over top of that uh, riser, as far as a grip, it's, a lot of them are bulky and it's kind of hard to kind of get your hand into that. Um, you know, when you're talking about a grip, some people love them, some people yeah. hate them. Everyone's going to have a different opinion. So when we're sitting here talking and, and telling you that we love it and you go and shoot that bow and you may be like, those guys are full of crap. I mean, <laughs> you got to remember your hand's different mm -hmm. than my hand. Um, so everyone's going to have a little bit of different opinion. It's, it's all a matter of what feel feels good for you and allows you to shoot better. So, you know, just don't hammer us because you think that we're just kind of tooting, tooting yeah. prime's horn, but we're just telling you what we like and, and, and what really fits well with us. So, but that grip, I mean, Again, I like that it's slim and compact, but it still gives you uh, some feedback of where your hand is and 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 tactile cueing. Because um, I know back in November when it was the rut, man, when I would grab my bow off that hook 
and it was below freezing, my hand was cold. So I am, I'm excited to try this out this year and, and really get it out there and, and see this technology really come to play. Yeah, I think too with the with the grip as far as just in general, I remember my Hoyt Pro Defiant. That was probably the, like, first off, that was my first like flagship bow. You know, I had a PSE um, mid-level bow for a couple of years prior to that. And uh, I, I, you know, I, my goal was to always own like a flagship model bow. And, and that year was the Hoyt Pro Defiant. And I loved that thing. I owned it for two and a half years or three years. And uh, that was like a grip I was chasing, I guess, just because I felt so comfortable with it. And then I got the Matthews Verdicts. And that one was a little bit um, adjustment. I mean, that was their first new grip technology that they, they're running right now. And uh, I got used to it you know, just because of, of shooting a lot. And then when I bought the VXR, something with the VXR, I don't know what it was. Again, I talked about it before, but just did not feel, felt comfortable shooting it at the shop. And it just, as the more I shot it, it just did not. And uh, uh, shot a prime black three with my dad and we both walked out with <laughs> prime bows. And uh, I think it's just cool just because, you know, you were always, when you got a new bow before you got your bow tech, you really wanted a prime, but it was that hump. Yep. Exactly. And, and uh, you couldn't get over that. And I remember the first couple of times that I shot like a CT, I think it was their CT series. And again, it was once I got over that hump, that back wall was great. It was probably even then the best back wall that I've felt. And, uh, but then the, the when the Black Series came out with the Rotocam last year, we were, we were able to make the adjustments with the your draw length. You don't need a, the, a bow press for that. That was the first time ever in a prime. I, that cam system was brand new, so that hump really wasn't there. And I really enjoyed it, and I loved the Black 3 and obviously now the, the Nexus 4. All the little things that I think you could have made adjustments on from the Black Series, Prime did. And... uh I, I don't, I, it's a phenomenal bow. I'm, I'm excited to shoot it more. Um, so, yeah. Well, that's what the first bow, like you said, I shot the three CT three, yeah. uh, down at the outdoor uh, Harrisburg outdoor show. Cause I was in the market for a bow. I wanted to shoot literally every bow that was coming out that year just to make sure which one fit best for me, you know, which one I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like you said, that CT3, I mean, when I picked it up, felt great. Grip was great at that time. Um, you know, I liked the long, little bit longer axle to axle. Fit me really well. Um, but the the draw, just that last bit, just dumped right into that valley. Yeah. And I just could not get over that. And I just kept thinking, if I just kept pulling this bow back, it would be really annoying at the time. And then last year, I shot down at the Harrisburg show. I shot the, the Black 3. And it was better, but it just quite wasn't there. Right. And I was getting excited because I remember telling you, I said, they're next a year. year. Yeah, they're a year away. Yep. I said, they're a year away and they're going to fix that. And they're just going to come out this phenomenal bow. And I mean, this year they really, oh. really drove it home. You know, now that you can change, um, well, it was on the black series, but again, on the Nexus, you can change that draw length without a bow press, which is huge because we talked about it on the podcast of if you are a guy that gets a new bow year to year, this allows you to um, market your bow a little bit better and yeah. kind of find someone to buy it based off if they have different draw lengths, which is a huge improvement as well. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm I'm pumped and uh, 
give uh we just got our hha sites in so um i'm excited to get those sighted in and dialed in hopefully i know this week here coming up in central pennsylvania we these past few days have been beautiful it's 60s i uh, had baseball tryouts outside but next week looks pretty crappy again low 40s and possible precipitation of some sort but um i'm actually right now going through the process of just going through the shot process i'm standing like three yards away blank bailing and uh just getting back into swinging things getting used to the bow and things are, are i feel really good i've uh, been video taping myself a lot as far as like slow motion and um i guess finally taking my advice <laughs> <laughs> you know when i tell some people to uh, you know, whether it be at work or whatever. I mean, I'm not giving anybody advices on social media or anything like that, but just people at work that talk to me and ask me, you know, what, what to do right now during the, the low season or off season. I said, you, you know, go ahead and shoot your bow, but any, any space is good and you could always work on something. And that's something where I'm feeling really, really comfortable because my goal is to, uh, uh, honestly, my, my goal is to, to just not think and not have a, a feeling is just to just be comfortable at back door, like at, like at the back wall. Cause even when we were down the shop, I felt rushed. Like I just, I was nervous and, um, I don't know why, like I never, <laughs> I never like, you know, playing sports, I never felt that, that nervous rush, but for whatever reason, uh, even just shoot, shooting that in and I guess, you know, you, you have that, that little panic, I guess, but, uh, yeah, it's been going really, really well. I actually FaceTime with Jim just to, what do you think type of ordeal? And mm -hmm. even even he said, he's like, you can, if you repeat, you know, th the shot that I had for three times in a row with him, he's like, you continue to do that, you're 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 on your way. And that, that made me feel good. That's what I think we even talked about on the podcast with Preston is, is are you overdrawing your bow yeah. or is your poundage too, too high? And this is a great time to be getting in the garage or in the basement, wherever you have space, is to work on that draw. Just because I see too many people that have high poundage draws or have trouble drawing their bow back and they come with this high arch and really, you know, pull the bow down, start with it over their head yep. and draw it down. And I, I just don't think that's going to work in the archery woods, especially if, you know, you're close to a white tail, they're going to pick you off really oh, yeah. fast with that, you know? So this is a time to get in there, you know, draw your bow back as you, if you were making that shot and when it counts in the woods, and then that way you can really focus on some of those stabilizer muscles, make sure that you're strong enough. Maybe it's giving you some cueing of, of other muscles you need to work on, get a little bit of stronger. That way you're practicing that shot that's going to be in the woods every time. And so some people do that high arch, do it all the time while they're practicing. And then when they get in the woods, you're going to try doing that slow draw well, then you're not going to be as efficient that yeah. you possibly could be, you know, and, and with the, the prime, I really like, and I told you this at the shop when we were getting our bow set up is it, it's really easy to pull and then it slows you down at the end. Yeah. You know, there's no, no dump. Uh, it's really smooth, but it, it almost forces you to kind of slow that process down and really anchor. And I, I think I'm really going to enjoy that. So excited to get out there and really put things together soon yeah heck man we got total archery coming up in a couple months and uh you know i i'm excited for that that'll be fun just to 
get with the guys from Pertnier and Bill and Mike and just whoever else is going to be there. And so I'm excited for, for that opportunity. And kind of, like I said, like my goals is just feel, you know, whatever shot we're up, I just feel confident to kind of like what I used to think <laughs> before I started overthinking like an idiot. But, uh, yeah, great bows. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm pumped to, to get them going. And, you know, there's so much, there's so many great manufacturers out there and, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be, uh, shooting a prime. That's for dang sure. I think they're, like you said, they're one year away, a couple of years, you know, from saying that two years ago. And I, like I said, I, that black three was so awesome. Uh, I, I, I think anybody that is looking for a, a bow, maybe to get into hunting, like, oh my gosh, that, and, and you, they're still selling it. So if you have a, a prime dealer, you, you don't have the thousand dollars to go spend on a, on a Nexus. I mean, you're, you're threading me, you know, minor hairs. I mean, obviously the Nexus four is the, the top creme de la creme, the cherry on top, but at the same time, your black series is still an amazing, unbelievable bow. So, uh, yeah, if you're into it and looking for a new bow and you want to get something, look at prime and I, I, I couldn't speak more, more highly of the, of the new one. I think another thing that they fixed is, is the weight of the bow, which oh, they, yeah. they've really dropped the weight this year. Yep. Uh, you know, on paper, it doesn't look like a lot, but when you pull that bow out of the box or take it off the rack at the bow shop, you're going to feel a difference. Well, we we felt the new Hoyt and the carbon one and the their aluminum. I mean, I, I know a lot of people are loving that bow. Um, you know, there's different opinions. I mean, there's p- people who talk crap about whatever, even for Prime, <laughs> but... Um, I couldn't believe how the heavy the one that was fully set up yeah was yep yeah it was it was really heavy um you know matthews has a history of being heavy they have a reason behind it mm-hmm. and i understand that so again it's personal preference we we didn't shoot the pse so we can't really yeah. comment on that um there's a couple other bows we didn't shoot so don't think we're just hating on everyone else or the other bow manufacturers because again well, Hoyt, Hoyt, I'll tell you what Hoyt's finishes up there too I th- like I know a couple of years ago they had a rough rough go with some finishes like um I don't know I, I really really think as far as finish goes and the way it looks but yeah I think to the one that we that one uh was it the venom like was it the aluminum one though or the uh the RX five, the, the carbon one that was fully set up it was the venom. Wasn't it? it was the, it aluminum was the one. venom. Yep. That one, I think they had a back bar. So that added, I think a little bit of weight and it still had that little PP out front. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, 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 the Hoyt boys out there. It's not, uh, it's not a PP. Yeah. <laughs> not a dang PP. But no, I mean, I'd, I mean, uh, I would like to shoot it just to shoot it just to see what it feels like. But I always laugh of last year <laughs> we're at the outdoor show and it was the RX four. And remember that guy trying to pull back that, that one. Oh my gosh. I felt like, Oh man, talk about sky drawn <laughs> and, and we're getting ready to new, uh, shoulder replacement. I felt bad. No, well, I, and then in the RX five, the, the riser oh, kind yeah, of bent, it bent out. And again, this, it didn't have a sight on. So it was kind of hard to get an accurate perspective of, how it was going to be, but it, it almost seemed like that riser jetted out and would be kind of in your eye frame through your peep into that site. Uh, could be a little bit of a distraction. I don't know. Again, we didn't, we didn't shoot it. There was no sight on. So don't give us hate mail for the five <laughs> listeners that actually listen to our <laughs> podcast. 
But, you know, and another thing is, is I would like to talk about is hand shock because I I literally think hand shock is a phantom myth that's in everyone's head because maybe it's me. Maybe you could say I don't have enough experience with testing bows, shooting bows, but you know, for the average Joe, I don't think any of these bows really have significant hand shock where it makes a difference. You know, I mean, maybe if you're a target archer or competitive, maybe you can feel that and that might have an impact on you. I've never done that before, so I can't speak on that as well. So, I mean, again, all the bows that I shot, I didn't feel a difference. I never really feel much of a difference, especially when they're all set up. So again, I don't know. I think hand shock is a phantom myth. Yeah. You know, for most flagship bows nowadays, maybe back in the past, I don't know. What's your thought on that? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, uh, I thought my, the three was excellent. I mean, I, so, so put it in perspective, like I had the, the VXR, right. Which was, everybody said that's the most deadest in your hand bow, which it was, it was, it was a great bow. I didn't feel any hand shock, but I didn't feel any hand shock in my verdicts. I can't recall feeling much hand shock in my Hoyt Pro Defiant. Um, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I remember feeling a shake or anything. Um, and then when I shot the Black 3, you know, you, you read, oh, that thing just vibrates or you know, or whatever. <laughs> Prime doesn't have the, you know, dampening technology like other, other companies do. And I didn't notice any difference in the Black 3 and then shooting the 4, the only thing that I've noticed with this, this thing is tack is like driving. Like, I mean, obviously when you look at this, the specs, um, I, I, I don't know if maybe it's just because I'm shooting seven pounds heavier than I normally am like am used to shooting. Ooh, ooh voice yeah. is cracked there. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I, the one that's the, like the hand shock, I, there's none. It, it's not, I, and I agree with you. So, like, for me, I've never really noticed a big difference in, like, one bow over the other for that. Um, but the one thing that I do notice with that is just, it just seems like whether I'm three feet away shooting or, uh, you know, 12 yards away from when I stand out on my driveway and shooting in, into my garage, it, it just seems like it's, like, bam. Like, it's it's yep. it's there. It's, it's a fast shooting bow. And, and Bryce did make some comments of what arrow setup seemed to do oh, yeah. better with the prime, which he said a little bit heavier, yeah, stiffer spine, spine, stiffer spine with yep. a little heavier up front. And he said that was, he was starting to see a trend of, of the bow like that a little bit better just for anyone that's thinking about yep. it. Um, again, we haven't shot the bows enough to really comment on that, but that's coming from a tech guy that's in the shop every day and is constantly setting them up and shooting them so uh just fyi for anyone out there that's thinking about arrow setup for the upcoming season as well uh we haven't really dove into what our setup is going to be yet we're not quite sure where we're at for that yeah i know i i got a couple i got a dozen of those uh nexus arrows in from the boys from dananda um which uh shout out to them they're they're good people that, that i've spoke to already and um uh, pretty they're four millimeter smaller diameter with the thicker inner wall and um awesome quality uh buddy of mine shot shot those two and was talking to him about them and um so i'm excited to dress those up a couple and let them see how they do on, on our bows and um 
uh, you know me, I love geeking out over arrows and uh, I have about six different kinds and diff- different setups. And that's why I'm excited for that Tetra Max from HHA, just because it ha- comes with the two different wheels and you could buy another wheel if you want uh, to have different setups. So, uh, but the neck, those Nexus ones, which is really, really cool. Jim actually was talking to me about this uh, from uh, Keystone Precision Archery. And, uh, you know, if you Google what Nexus means, let's let's Google it because I know I'm going to butcher what, what it actually means from him because he was telling me about it. So as people hear us talk about arrow setups, they'll realize, yeah, I don't know much and I don't geek out about arrow setups. So Jeremy takes care of all, all of that for me. So, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so here you go. Nexus definition is uh, connection. It linked the nexus between teachers and students is obviously that's an example, a casual link, the nexus between poverty and crime. So it's a connection. So how cool is it that if we shoot a nexus bow with nexus arrows? There you go. We'll have to come up with like antler nexus, <laughs> antler <laughs> nexus up or something. Uh, 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 hashtag something stupid. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, they have the inner, inner thicker wall, the, uh, and also too, they, they run, I'm running 50 grains up front. Uh, I know they have a 75, uh, to go with, but you know, maybe we could test around, see what works. And maybe the 50 could be for tack and 75 will be when we're hitting the whitetail woods and, you know, heavy hitting hard and going from there. I just, uh, we'll see. I, I, I mean, I think, and the more and more you listen to some of these people that are just straight killers, I mean, just straight up killers uh, and what they kind of run, you know, they are kind of going towards like that 500 minimum. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I think too, like, I mean, I, you could kill an animal, obviously if you hit it in the right spot with a 390 grain arrow, but um, you know, I could kind of say, depending on overkill, what your draw length is and bow poundage. I mean, if you are 470 to 540, I, I, I think that's like the money, the money spot. And that's such a big, broad range. Um, but I think for our bow setup for probably pushing over 70 pounds for both of us, and especially for you at 29 and a half. Yep. 29 and a half. I mean, at 29 and a half and you get a 500, if you go 500 grains up front, oh my gosh, that, like you hit a deer with a tough broadhead, like an iron will or, or an, uh, Oz cut type broadhead. Like that thing is going to just destroy that shoulder. Yeah. Well, that's what I was a little lighter. Again, I don't know a ton about arrows and I didn't know it was basically going to the shop and picking out an arrow. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger and now that there's more videos and more content, I'm starting to learn a little bit more. I think two years ago when I shot my buck, I was really light. Mm-hmm. At like four thirteen, which was way lighter than I wanted to be. Um, but uh, last year I was at what four forty seven, I yeah. think, yeah. with my Easton six point fives. So I think I want to even bump that up this year. Yep. I, I we definitely know that we're probably going to try fixed blades this year. Yep. Not exactly sure which ones we're going with. But we're going to go that route, so we will be a little bit heavier. Again, I think you're correct. Least want to be at 470, yeah. you know, to, to about 500, a little over. Yeah. I guess it all depends, too, how far you're going to shoot, you yeah. know. Oh, 100%. And your poundage, so don't think that this is a must. Everyone's a little bit different, but I think, you know, right in that ballpark, yeah, you're going to be money. Yeah, and I think, too, like for us, I mean, 
we don't really have anywhere where we hunt currently that is for a whitetail, black bear, pretty much anything that we hunt that would be over a 35 yard clear 100% shot. Like if it is, it's we're 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 shooting through windows, <laughs> like minor little holes that to to get there. Um, so I think that's where I really want to try those. Like I obviously people have seen the video or the images of those iron wheel iron wheel wides that I I want to give a shot. Um, and what's really neat is too we, we've talked to a couple people about them that ask questions and from the images that when they first were released, I <laughs> was like, not as wide as you think. I'm like, holy shit. Like that thing is massive. <laughs> like, like picture a, you know, like almost like a phone. And then like this pen here is your, is your arrow. Like it just seemed like it was that <laughs> wide and that bit much bigger. Um, but it is, it, it's not, it's it. I mean, it looks like a normal broadhead. I mean, it has the, I don't, I don't know the dimension it should have it up here, but um, it, 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 I don't think it's that, the, the images make it look enormous, yes. but but it's not. Um, it, it it's so I'm excited to give those a shot. It's, I got the solids. Um, I like the solids just because they are quieter and um, less uh, wind wind drift that possibly could happen and tuning. And I mean, maybe I'm just thinking that I don't know. Well, then you uh, you used the Montec M3s yeah, the M3s. when we went to uh, Utah, Utah last year. You weren't able to release one. Yeah, yeah, but. That's definitely in the running. They look pretty good. Yep. They, you said they shot pretty true, too. Oh, I'll tell you what. That was the first fixed blade um, that I shot that was identical to the field points. Like, I was amazed. Like, even out to 65, 70 yards, those things flew true. Um, you know, I, th I thought, too, I think my bow setup with the arrow setup was just perfect. I was right around, like, 14 and a half FOC um, and... I didn't get like any drop. I think those arrows came in at, cause those were the Eastern access match grades. Those were at like five, 12, five, 10, given, give or take. Um, and as far as se 70 yards, I didn't get like a massive drop. Um, and, uh, so I, I, I was really happy with those. Uh, I think they, they're, you know, again, I think any broadhead you could obviously sharpen up. And, and do but man right off the bat those those flew phenomenal they were again and, and they're they were new solid piece you know what i mean i know the m3 mm -hmm. prior to that were vented um i, I don't know I, I just like a solid solid head yeah i think it's gonna be more durability yeah uh you know less i don't know i don't i'm not an engineer with <laughs> with broadheads so <laughs> maybe we could bring someone on that's gonna yeah be able to dive into that more but you know and and I guess we can talk about we're we're going single pin like yeah. like Jeremy said with the HHA uh, Tetra, he's going with the Max. I'm just with the the regular Tetra, shooting single pin again. We shot single pin last year was my first year. Before that, I had a three pin slider. If you listen to some of the other podcasts, I did that because my uh, with my bow setup, my pins were so close together, it really bothered me. Yeah. And the way I had to kind of set those pins really were gapped in the fact where I had to do a lot of thinking of where where I needed to place and, and what pin was what yardage. So single pin just eases it quite a bit. And again, we talked if you kind of know how your bow shoots, you don't have to sit there and adjust it with 
only shooting 20 to 35 yards. So we talked about on that, that on the last podcast with um, Chris, yeah. Chris of HHA, if you kind of practice shooting this uh, scenarios, then you kind of know, and you're not going to have to let down and kind of adjust. So it's not going to be that much of a difference. So I like the single pin where it's real clear. I know exactly what uh, I'm aiming at. There's not going to be that interference of the other pins. And you kind of got more room in, in that house scope housing. Oh, yeah. And I, I ditto to everything you just said. But um, I, I love the idea of what we were running as far as like that single double pin from Spot Hog. However, I never used it. Like ever practicing, I never used it. So I always got so accustomed to that top pin that again, when I think is when I make mistakes. <laughs> so if I'm like, okay, I got to use that bottom pin because that's what's set at 36 yards. I mean, I, I, I when I would practice, put it this way, I haven't, I stopped practicing as much as I used to with that pin. And so I got uncomfortable with it. So to me, I, you look at, you know, we talked about it on that podcast with Chris, man, I, I'm, I love what we do as far as the podcast, because we have a chance to talk hunting each week with someone. Uh, we get a chance to meet people with unique, amazing stories. And Chris was one of those. And, you know, after hearing, you know, you, I, I knew I have always known about HHA. Um, I just never had a chance to really see their stuff up close and personal, and then you have this platform and you're able to meet someone and know their story and their background. And just, it's more than just a, like a site, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, uh, and I mean that wholeheartedly, like there's nothing, there's no payment, no nothing as far as that goes with, with HHA. It's just a good individual, a good person. And, you know, kind of represent that of what, what he's doing and to go along with that is a really superior site than what's out there on the market. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad to kind of go and man, that thing's bright as heck. And, uh, um, I think for that as well, it's something like you said, it just, it opens up. I love having that open clear housing. I like knowing exactly where I'm, I'm aiming. There's no gap of, okay, if I go here and the only time you do that is when you practice, like you said, if you set your dial to 25 and go from there, right now, talk about what you told me when I just got here today Oh, about the about- about yeah, the, the the housing and how you can move that to just the, the to the like. Okay, so yeah, so the one thing I I he said about it, I think on the podcast, and then our buddy Jim talked about it as well. And uh, so when I finally got it out of the the case, it what's really neat is, excuse me, you could actually buy an aftermarket light from them as well to screw in on the top to make it you know a light as well. However, the housing on that, the front of it, you can you have so much of your uh, fiber exposed and obviously the more fiber exposed, the brighter it is, but you have the opportunity to, to just twist that and close that to, so that the fiber exposes less and that dims your light. So, you know, like Dimitri even said, you, sometimes it's too bright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and That pin kind of gets a little bit foggy. Maybe you're seeing a little bit more of a glow on the outside. So you can't really dial yeah. that in exactly to where you're aiming. I know I've had trouble with that. Some people's visions different with contacts, glasses, yeah. bifocals. So that gives you the adjustability of, of figuring out what's best for you and your eyesight, which is going to make you more accurate. Yeah. 100%. That's a, uh, 
a good thing to to get used to. And I know too, like we were talking about what housing. Uh, I know your peep is uh, a little bit smaller than mine, but I like I said, I think your your where when you draw back, because um, I'm going to set your your side up here after we're done. Um, that green ring should just be what you see, which is perfectly fine. Because um, I like I said, I'm using a f- one fourth peep. I'm a little a little quirky as far as what I like to to see and, and feel comfortable shooting. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to backtrack, but what's funny is I was at target yesterday. Yes. Yesterday. And as I parked, I was walking in and I've always joked about this on the podcast, like one or at least twice where I said, I've gone in somewhere because Dick's sporting goods is right next door. <laughs> and out comes this guy walking to his truck and he has a couple Easton arrows. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if they're, I'm, I think he had, like normal arrows, uh, carbon arrows. And then he also had some crossbow arrows too to go along with it. But it was just funny to see. Cause uh, you know, again, man, I think of going back to what you said, your arrow was light when I was a couple of years ago, getting back into archery. And before I dove down the, the deep dark sea of the rabbit hole and of getting into all this and what, it, what it offers, you know, I went to Walmart and bought some arrows just because it was like, well, where, where do you buy arrows? Well, they're only, yep. $7 or $5 in a, a single arrow, which man, you, you could do it obviously and get away with it. But, um, you know, if you're serious and you want to dive into it and you're nerds, like we are, as far as wanting to, you know, you like what you like, um, you do that, but it was just funny. Cause I just kind of was like, all right, you know, it's, it's cool seeing, seeing yep. someone, I, I'm not, not talking bad about it. It's just, it's just funny that, you know, people just, it's just uh, going out there and seeing that. I was like, all right, that's cool. You know, what's so. uh, I think it's it's great that how many resources are oh available for yeah. new hunters, old hunters, people that love gear. I mean, you can really dive into without putting your hands on a lot of this well, gear and really know what you like and enjoy and what's going to work best for you. I mean, before if the shop didn't have it or you know the guy wasn't familiar with a lot of the things that he had. You didn't ask questions. You you just uh, maybe I like that. It looks nice. Blah blah blah. But now you're seeing people using it. They're doing reviews. Yep. You know they're really diving into the mechanics of maybe a site or the rest, and you know why he likes this and why it works better than these rests. And some people are doing comparison of you know several different sites and rests yeah. and arrows and. You can really see, you know, broadheads is a big one that you see on YouTube and and you can really dive into what you like. So when you walk into the shop, a lot of times you have an idea of every piece of gear that you want before you even put your hands on it. So what you're saying is we need to make more videos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I, I agree. And what's also to piggyback off of that is what's really neat is how many because of it's so readily available people come up with more ideas and these people could actually act upon it. Like you have mm-hmm. someone like Austin Cantola, like with Genesis 3d, who's I think in the episode thirties, maybe forties, um, that we had on and use code, uh, antler up 10. I think you get 10% off. I don't know. It's on our link tree on our Instagram page. You could check that out. Um, you know, for like the new tethered one sticks, he has like a clip that you could throw on and it fits on any stick really. Um, like if you're using ropes, it like, you could bungee them up and it keeps everything nice and clean. So you're not constantly fighting your, your ropes or your straps or whatever. Uh, 
you know, so people could come up with these 3D printings and these engineers that have that that mind and you see how people do certain mods and uh, I think that's that stuff's cool. Mm -hmm. Like that's the stuff I eat up. I, I love just seeing that. I know uh, Jason Red with Timber Ninja Sticks, he's working with uh, another company guy that makes a good addition on for a step that wants to do maybe once like the one sticking technique mm -hmm. that like your stick is your platform. So now that top stick is a little bit more uh, obviously bigger and it's like a little mini platform on that top stick. So it's, it's just neat just to see what people are, are just capable of doing. It's just, uh, it's fascinating. Try to make, what's that? I, I keep seeing it. The, if you were born from 1985 to 93 or something like that, like that's the best generation because you still grew up on like tape cassette players and, <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, VHS and DVD and PlayStation four. We've seen it all basically. Yep. Um, but man, it's, uh, you know, there were, and the, the one, the one part of that was, uh, we're also part of the generation where we're old school cause we want to work hard, but then there's that new school to it where, but also work smarter, yep. you know, and that's right now, a lot of these guys that are, you know, doing awesome things, uh, whether they're big names or not, they're doing some pretty cool things with, uh, modding their equipment to get back out there to keep their gear lighter and easier to move around out there. So it's, it's just really neat to see. Yeah. I'm excited really yeah. with, like you said, the weather's getting nice and I mean, our friend Ian was kind of talking with me with some of the 3d schedules yeah. already this year coming up and, uh actually this weekend he he wanted to go to one but we have the baptism of my son so we couldn't hit that one up and snow's finally melting so we can get that target out in the yard and really stretch these bows out and see what they have and you know tax a little bit later like we talked about which is kind of nice so yeah. we can kind of be a little more familiar with the bow and, and get a little more practice in this year so that's going to be a lot of fun and exciting two and a half months to go for that and we got to get that, he's counting. Yeah, not that, not that I'm <laughs> counting. But we also have, uh, you know, it was funny. Ian got a new uh, Lone Wolf Custom Gear uh, 0.5 uh, set up with, with sticks. Um, you know, great, great pieces of equipment. I was hoping he was going to be like, got a saddle. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> thought just, about it. He definitely, he thought about it. Uh, see, that's the thing. We got to get him, we got to get him in one just to, for him to try it. But uh, that's a good time to plug the whole, uh, May 15th date. So anybody listening in the Philly, New Jersey, New York area, uh, we are hosting a, yeah, we are, uh, Tethered's hosting the teach and train tour. I'm our, the main, uh, individual, the co the host for, for that site. It's going to be at Cloverleaf Archery Club. Beautiful, beautiful club out there. Uh, got a bunch of great, uh, 3d shoots every, uh, every other weekend, I believe on Sunday. And, uh, that will be May 15th. I, purposefully picked it after mother's day so i didn't get my that was smart yeah so my head wasn't <laughs> like the deer on the back behind us here mounted on the wall and uh so yeah so we're excited to to do that i there's gonna be awesome uh people from tether will be there you could try every piece of saddle equipment possible that from tethered um whether it be the platforms or you know, the phantom the uh uh, uh, you know john eberhardt's edition um just the the menace all, all that stuff is is going to be there so uh there's sticks which are just been been released too i know we talked about the timber ninja sticks um i haven't had my hands on the new one sticks from tethered um they're just as they might actually be a little bit lighter um than that i know taylor chamberlain just did a video with the 
uh, stealth strips on it, and he put some foam in just to do some minor mods to it. Four sticks came to be 4.28 pounds. It's crazy. Yeah, this gear's getting so light. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> it's getting it's getting fascinating. No, it's getting fun. I there's just so much so much stuff and uh more companies are coming out with with different things and I just don't know how like the patented stuff works. Yeah. Just <laughs> when you look at it it's like that well, looks the same. Yeah, <laughs> that about company. It. That looks the same as that company. Uh I guess yeah. we could do a plug for TAC if you want to kind of yeah. explain what we're going to be doing with that. So that's coming up this summer. Yeah. If you're heading to Seven Springs, we'll be there. Yeah. Well, and also, too, like to even like Tethered will be there with, with their event as Prime. well. Prime will be there. Um, we'll be sponsoring a uh, a Target on the Locals course, uh, which is the Yeti Yeti course. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, there's so many. There's five courses. So it's like. Um, so on the Yeti course, which is a locals course, uh, we'll have a target there. We'll have a sign just, you know, showing antler up stuff. And I don't know where, how we're going to do the giveaways yet. Um, just because we won't be there until Friday. So the individual showing up Thursday, I, I think what we might do is just, you know, maybe tag us in a photo and cool photos. We'll, we'll pick some, select some winners. Yeah. We got some cool prizes to give out this yeah. year. So, yeah. So, I mean, if, if we're not, if we hopefully we have a chance to meet some of you there while while we're doing that and doing giveaways and we'll we'll have everything with us but um if not we'll we'll more than be happy to I'll ship it out to you guys for for sure and you know it's all about growing and it's all about support and it's the one thing I've talked about too I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the podcast too before is just you know that's kind of where I got my final nudge to really do this um you know randomly got paired up with Mike on it and his dad and another Mike uh, from from Delaware, and I know Mike will be there as well uh, from Mike uh, Mike Story. Um, so he'll be there shooting too, I'm sure, because he's been doing that for a couple of years. So yeah, it's kind of where I got the final nudge and really why I wanted to do a sponsor target, just because it's what you know drove me to finally put myself out there and put get us out there as you know do this together, uh, the three of us. So yeah, I. Uh, you know, ABB, Onyx, Shea Butler Knives, and uh, Cobra. Cobra's going to, we're going to get a release from Cobra and stuff. So we're going to have some some really cool things. And uh, again, it's just for giving back, man. I just appreciate everybody's support for, for what they've done and get a chance to meet people. And man, if I, if I miss a time just because I'm BSing with people, because I'll <laughs> probably won't shut up and I don't care. I just, uh, It'll be a, a good, fun weekend just to get a chance to to get with people and have fun. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So this is actually my first tack yeah. ever, so excited to really. You're going to crush it. I just, nah. if, if, if you're shooting <laughs> Not like. Not the bombs. Yeah, if, if you, if you, uh, if you are shooting like you were last, la, that, that one with Ian now you'll be you'll have a blast it's just fun yeah well and and i'm not quite sure talking about gear a little bit more is is what release i'm going to go with this year yeah cobra is coming out with a couple new ones this year i think i might go back to wrist strap i'm not sure uh again you could talk all day whether you want to go with thumb thumb release or back tension you know there's wrist strap everything's a little bit different i think i loved the thumb release and the harvester it was great i was accurate 
but when it came down to hunting situations, I just felt personally that wasn't what I wanted. Uh, I didn't feel secure in my hand. I was afraid that it was going to let go, especially when it was cold. So I think having that strap around my wrist is going to benefit me more for those situations. And again, I don't shoot competitively or, you know, 3D. So uh, I think that's why I'm going to go to the wrist strap. And again, if I'm using the thumb release and I'm going to strap that to my wrist, I might as well go with Just that go with as well. But yeah. again, everyone's going to have a different opinion on that. Uh, Cobra's coming out with the wilderness. You can check that out. It's pretty cool design where it has like a pinch grip to go into the D loop. Uh, you can get singer, single caliber or double. Yeah. So you can check those out as well. I don't know what your, your plan is. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with the wilderness as well. I like that, uh, the double caliber to that. I've, I've, I've been shooting a single for a couple years, uh, on and off just with, uh, you know, obviously different brands. And last year, the Cobra one that I was, I was using was the, uh, um, it was a premier series last year, but now this year, I think it's the, I forget the name of the one that they're, it just basically bumped down. It was a single caliber release, but I like the double. Um, and that, like you said, that pinch is really cool. Obviously I shot the harvester too last year. I, it was, uh, when I started having a little bit of trouble, I went back to the wrist just because I felt like I had more control with my index finger than my thumb. Um, the total adjustability that you have with that harvester, if you're looking for a thumb release, is just, man, it, it's just awesome. You could add a now a four-finger attachment. You could have the three. You could take off the, that that attachment and go to a two-finger two release. Um, you know, And then obviously the, the thumb button just has total manipulability on it that you can mm-hmm. have it in every which way direction basically so yeah it's a great release merrick made right, in, right here in pennsylvania which is awesome um you know kind of the big support for them so um check them out cobraarchery.com i think right now um so yeah i uh i'll be going probably once we get our hands on the wilderness is what i'll be going with as well i just think uh the machine on it looks even improved mm-hmm. for sure um so uh, shout out to Jake for that one. Um, yeah. And I get there's a science behind why thumb thumb buttons are, are more accurate. And But I just believe if you practice enough and you really work on your mechanics and your oh, form, yeah. no matter what you're using, you can become a better archer. And I think a lot of, in the industry, there's a lot of fads out there. And I'm not going to call anything out, but people do what other people do because they say it's better and you're going to become a better archer just because of the gear you have. Well, you know, there's probably a lot of people that are shooting a Walmart bow that are probably more accurate than I am. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think too, too, what people misconstrued is, uh, I mean, I'm the perfect example for it. I mean, I went from a wrist strap. I felt confident. I mean, that one day before I remember when I came up shooting with you guys, with you and your dad, I mean, I, I, when I break like two arrows just because I was my groups. And now again, I felt I was shooting really good with that Hoyt pro, pro define a few years ago. And, uh, and that was with a Scott release, like just a wrist wrist strap or something, or even a Cabela's wrist strap. I can't remember, but, and then, you know, I wanted to get fancy and I got a knock to it and I shot that really well. And I, and the only reason why I wanted to do that was just another challenge, like an idiot, like and switch <laughs> things up. But then you, then I started developing that target panic, like with the thumb and, and just got crazy with it. And like, I just did not have control 
people, I, I, I guess I don't know how to really explain it. Like I had control, but I didn't have control. It's just like one of those things where it's like, as soon as my thumb would get over for whatever reason, my bow was going off. You know, even if you're like, wait, 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 boom, it's going. I'm like, well, in my head, I was saying, don't, 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 but it yep. goes, you know? And so I think people will think like, oh, if I have target panic with the wrist strap, I'm not going to have it with the thumb release. Well, that might be the case for a week, but that's all it is. Like it's a week and then you're back to it. You're now you have it in your thumb. Yep. Um, so yeah, so I, I, you know, I, I think that's why, again, that's why I feel really confident right now with what I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm not stepping outside of my garage. You know what I mean? And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm holding and currently what I'm doing actually right now, Dimitri is, uh, as I'm, um, drawing back my finger, my really, my index fingers behind the trigger and I'm going pull, 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 pull. And on the fourth pull, I'm moving my, my index finger over. And now like it's it's pretty interesting to see how I'm I'm been graduating because I've been following like I've mm -hmm. been writing things down a little bit. So my initial thing was pull, 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 and as soon as my index finger came over and I rested it, I was going, and I wanted mm -hmm. to fix that. Yep. So now I'm going pull, 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 pull. The finger comes over and it relaxes, right? And I'm going pull, pull at least two times, and I just kind of let it just sit there and then I'm continuously pulling through and it's breaking. Like it almost is breaking like a surprise shot. And you'll notice yep. like in my slow-mo videos, I'm getting that, that break of my, my bow arm and my release arm both breaking away. Like it should mm -hmm. like on a AKA surprise shot. Yep. Um, and like I said, it's all about repeatability people, no matter what you do, if you're accurate, man, as long as you could repeat it, like, I guess go for it because like, that's what Jim said to me. He's like, those three shots, Jeremy, repeat that. If you could mm -hmm. re continuously repeat that, keep doing what you're doing. Yep. Um, and so that's where like right now I feel, uh, yes, I'm freaking six yards away. I feel really good. Um, but mentally that's where I need to be. And as I, the other day, when I stepped back, cause it was beautiful out and I was in, um, where you park my the when the garage doors up and the, my uh my uh targets are where they're at you know that's 12 yards and i'm doing the exact same thing and it's boom it's happening so even at that for that 12 yards it's it's i'm i'm nothing's changing i'm just trying to repeat that so yeah that's what i've been doing and i plan to do that for another week or two um and then uh Hopefully by that point in time, go ahead and take that side tape and go get it that that bow sided in. Yeah, I, and I can't stress enough of how important it is to get out there and practice situations, whether yeah. it's going to 3D courses or, you know, even if you go in your backyard and, and have a buddy there and you create some sort of competition to really put some stress on yourself. You know, I know even... Sometimes Ian would come up to my house in the morning before work and we would we would shoot out in my backyard and you know, we were just shooting a normal target. It wasn't even a 3D target. And we put a golf pencil right in the middle of that target. And then we would always competition who could get in with three arrows the closest to that that golf uh pencil. And you it's unbelievable when you try to really aim small on yeah. that target. I mean, we were 
touching our arrows against that golf pencil multiple times. And, you know, a couple of times we actually split that pencil <laughs> in half, which, you know, if you're not really putting that stress on yourself and competition to really dial in, you know, if you can hit that, yeah. I mean, how accurate you're going to be out in the woods. So it doesn't mean that you have to have animal targets and have this big 3D course in your backyard. There's other ways to really make it situational and put that stress on yourself, whether it's you with a buddy or a couple people that can really hone in your skills and, and, and make you a better archer and more accurate. Yeah, well, that's where I've found the, the joy of the whole saddle hunting because I always thought it was a pain in the butt when I would practice shooting out of the tree stand as the season got closer, just because of climbing up and climbing back down. Like now I could just put the saddle, I could put one stick up, put the saddle on, you know, a couple of feet off the ground basically. And, and mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm in that, that reclining position or whatever position I need to be in. And that I'm still getting that replica of that shot process. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, that's the thing I like to do is, you know, uh, no matter what, type of style hunting you're doing ground hunting you know shoot from your knees do you know whatever you need to do as far as that goes or you know turkey season's coming up like start you know if i knew i was going out with the bow i was practicing shooting from a chair you know mm -hmm. just drawing your bow yep. back it's a different feel like yep. wow i'm i don't use my legs you know what yeah. i mean it's like it's it's i always say yep. too like when i teach to bench press to kids and you know they think it's just your arms and it's like, no, your legs mm -hmm. play a part. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's all grab it, you know, it's just all the, where your center of force of gravity all goes through and, uh, you know, your legs do play a part in that. So it's, um, yeah. So I, I, I think no matter what you're doing, tree stand hunting, ground hunting, saddle hunting, uh, you know, I don't know, shooting from blind and from, from a big box blind, like, you know, some of those guys, even if you watch TV shows that have those big box blind, box blinds, they're shooting through a window that's, you know, as big as a note, notepad. Mm -hmm. Well, practice yep. seeing that view only, you know what I mean? Like yep, if, if exactly. you're one of those hunters or if you have the, those opportunities. So it's mimic the best that you can. Um, you know, I think for us, the getting ready for Utah is a prime example. Like, we, like you said, you never really practiced shooting out past 70 yards. Nope. Heck, even 50 probably. Was, no, probably 50 was probably the max I would practice. Yeah. And, I mean, you were we were constantly out at 100 yards <laughs> practicing and uh, having fun with that. So, losing arrows. Yeah, losing arrows. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's just – it's a good time. It's uh, – I, I enjoy – I enjoy everything about hunting, um, and uh, I love it. I love hunting. <laughs> and I love getting new gear. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it. Even too. though our wives uh, don't appreciate <laughs> it Dude, too much, but it's funny. Cause I got a chance to stimulus checks are coming. Yeah. Stimulus <laughs> checks are coming and guns will be, no bought. matter what you're for, you like free money. So yeah. don't complain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I was like, you know, you read all these articles about people shooting, what is it? The 410 core caliber shotguns. I'm like, well, I got a 20 gauge. I'm fine with my 20 gauge. And it's like, well, <laughs> I'm good. I don't need to buy it. Um, you know, whether it's that I don't, I'm torn. Cause it's like, I see that and I'm like, Oh, there's a, a camera lens I could use or something. I could get cool shots with that, <laughs> you know, but no. Um, so yeah, I think that could wrap this one up. I think we could go down another rabbit hole with this one. I think we could, what, what I really would like to do is get Jacob on again from, uh, 
Myers from the uh, Southern Outdoors uh, Southern Outdoorsman podcast, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get him on soon. I think actually we're due this month with him, so uh, we'll we'll get him on here soon. We could go down a rabbit hole as far as gear, just because I think now is about when everybody's released. Yeah, what they're coming out with. So obviously not a huge. Uh, release as far as some items go, but uh, we can definitely go down a rabbit hole, talk about some gear and uh, what's going on. And those of you that are sticking with us up until this point right now, you know, shoot us a message. Let us know, you know, what you want to want to hear, what you want us to, who you want us to try to get on. I mean, no one's too big, no one's too small. I mean, if it's someone that you know just could crush finding sheds, someone that is a rescue, you know, I don't know blood tracking dog person, whatever you're interested in people, let us know. We're more than happy to, to get people on and, and spread their message and their story. And, uh, yeah. And if there's any reviews you want us to do, whether it's gear we have, yeah. uh, we're, we're not rich enough to go out and buy everything. If you want to review on something we don't have, but if there's something you want us to do, we're, we're two normal guys and we're going to give you real facts yeah. of how it's used. So, if you want anything of that's going to come become in more videos as well. Uh, if he ever gets our bar done, but no, yeah, come on, Ian. <laughs> no, no dig on us. So we're getting a bar made. So we're going to have a little bit better of a situation for videos and, and more live podcasts. So big things coming. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I like it. Well, thanks let's get, for, let's get that site on my bow. So yeah, yeah we got to get that on. So, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening till next time. Antler up.